If you enjoy Our Sinclair and want to support the show, please visit our page at patreon.com slash Our Sinclair. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Our Sinclair. I'm John. And I'm Aaron. And today we're going to be talking about a tick attack. No, we're not. What is the real name of this game, Aaron? Attic Attack. Attic Attack. If they call it, why do they not spell it correctly then? It's spelled cool guy style, yo. Mm. When you said this last on the last show, when you said we were playing a tick attack, I honestly thought that was a game I never heard of. But this is a famous game. Attic Attack is a very famous game for the Spectrum. What sure, is it? it is. Have it's one of the one of the most famous games. But on have the whole you heard one. of it? Uh, I only heard about it because it was on. Um, on the uh, the rare replay compilation that was released for the Xbox. Really, you yeah. had that? Uh, I didn't have it because I don't have an Xbox One. Oh. But uh, I think it was released on Steam too. But anyway, that you know, they've got all the rare classic games, and they've got some Spectrum games. And yeah. this was, you know, before they were rare, as I'm sure you're going to talk about. They were Ultimate Play the game. Oh no, I didn't. Even, I didn't have that in my notes. Yeah. So that was rare. Yeah. No. Rare kidding. is Ultimate Play the game. Well, no kidding. That's wacky, man. So I want to talk to you about addicts. Okay, addicts like a. Uh, like the, under your roof. Like the only thing attic can mean in All the right. English language. Well, listen, ad- attic attack. It's who, a game. Yeah, who could say what you know what you're talking about? What about attics? Have you ever lived in a home with an attic? Uh, it depends. I mean, all of them have an attic, more or less. I mean, one you go up into yeah. and like my buddy, get all up in there. Let me tell you, something, my buddy had the coolest bedroom. It was because his bedroom was in the attic. That's man. awesome. I love that. And and it was it was my buddy Rich. Uh, he he had an attic. Did you know room. him when he was still living at home with his parents? Oh, good lord, yeah! I went to Sunday school with him in Hose way back okay. when I was a young young lad. But Rich had an attic room, and now the only way you could get up to it was up the ladder. You know, mm-hmm. like it was not there were no steps. Yeah, the pool down. That was the whole gimmick, and the things would come down. Yeah, and it would get hot as blazes oh, up yeah. there. But he had an AC, and so Rich would keep every part. I lived with Rich for a long time. He every place he went, he kept like the Arctic. And it started up there. Mm. He had his air conditioner of doom, and it was so. He, when you went into his room, you would always see your breath up wow. there. Wow! And this is in the attic, so you know he had it cranked all the way mm-hmm. up. But I played many a Commodore uh, sixty four game up there. Watched m- many stupid films on like Cinemax and stuff. We he had a pretty good setup. Two beds up there, so mm, you have house nice, guests. Yeah. What about you? Um, I never, you know, I read this kit. I read this book by uh, you know Betsy Byers. You ever read any of her stuff? I know. Popular uh, children's author I never heard of the eighties. You were, I think, she might have been. I was a Judy year. Bloom guy myself. Well, they were they were contemporaries. In yeah. fact, I might even be thinking about Judy Bloom now that I think about well, it. Well, I'll some of the stuff she read, and I'll tell you if you're wrong. Well, I, I just start naming Judy Bloom books. Well, like then again, maybe I won't. No. Yeah, maybe. that's Judy Bloom. Oh yeah. Um, anyway, I like um, so there's um. There was a uh, there was a there was a book called the Cartoon Kid. I think it was called the maybe it was the TV Kid. There were a lot of books. There was like the blah 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 kid. But anyway, this kid lived in his attic. Yeah. And he had some kind of fight with his parents, and then he barricaded himself in the attic, and he wouldn't come down. He's like pull up the stairs. Yeah. Yeah, you could do that. Yeah. And I would and I just thought about man, how cool would that be if I could just whenever I got mad, I just go up there and I just pull up the stairs, and that's it. Of course, there's a flip side to that. It's very hard to get the stairs back down. No, you, you anger your parents. They just basically won't let you out. That's true. And you're, and you're what do you do when you pull up the stairs behind you? I mean, you can't exactly... They got a, they got a string. Everybody. Yeah, 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 I know. But, I mean, if you're up there, how do you uh, how do you get the stairs back down? Do you just kind of have to fall fall out of the ceiling? 
We, we, oh, uh, yeah. It's not yeah. easy. Usually you go, hey, Ma. Right, or whatever. right. But if you barricaded yourself in and said, I'm never talking to you again. What was a real hassle was when you had to use the can. Right? Because they didn't have, no, have the bathroom in the attic. There, no. No. Mm. no, no, no. So you had to get somebody to come help you. And if it's two in the morning, coffee you're, can you're situation. Bugged. Well, I mean, you know, unspoken, I guess. Mm. But not good. Yeah. You know, I will say, interesting fun fact about Rich. Uh, I guess it was Christmas vacation of 1986, I think it was. I had some Christmas fudge uh, at his house, and I ate it, and then I couldn't finish it, so I put it on the uh, on his headboard, his bed. No, no, it had a little stand beside it's the a bed. Chewing gum situation. And then that that fudge was there when I moved him to Lexington in 1990. 1992. Wow. It stayed there that long. Did you finish it off? I did not because mm. it was literally adhered to the thing. <laughs> right, I was going to say, it, it had become part of the bedstead. Rich, God point. bless him, he was not known as the cleanest guy on earth. Mm. That's for sure. So you moved right in with him when that's you went to exactly, Lexington. It was, a, it was not my <laughs> finest hour. And, it, and the trend continues to this day. <laughs> well, let's talk a little bit about this week's game, Attic Attack. Attic. Now, again, you had heard of this when you said Yeah. Okay. So, it's funny. uh, Having heard about it a lot. This is a lot lot of games on the Spectre. I'd heard about this game for years, uh, but I'd never seen it. And so, in my mind, I thought it was some sort of, like, single screen, run around the attic and gather stuff or something like that. I had no idea it was going to be some kind of, like, epic Dungeons & Dragons style map adventure game. Yeah. So I was surprised as hell when we fired this thing up. So this bad boy came out in 83. Uh, you mentioned it was uh, the, the fellas that put it together were ultimate play the game. Uh, they did a, a, a decent amount of stuff on the old Spectrum. Oh, yeah. Now, the guys that did this particular game were Tim and Chris Stamper. Mm-hmm. And so they were they had a hand in pretty much a lot of the games for ultimate play the game. Uh, amongst their credits, now these are some pretty, uh, pretty well-known games here, but I'm sure rattle them off. Alien 8, Cookie, Gun Fright. I like mm. that. Jetpack. We know that, that one. That one's a great one. Night Lore, yeah. Lunar Jet Man. Yep. Nightshade, Pentagram. Sounds good. Here's another, here's another one. Saber Wolf. We know that one, mm-hmm. too. Trans Am and Underworld, spelled cool guy style. With the E. See, there was, a, there was a precedent there. That's true. This is one of the things they did. They spelled a lot of stuff cool guy style. Uh, this was out on the 48K. Right. This was the first 48K game that they did. I don't know if that's in your notes. Uh, it, yeah. it was the first one they put out, yeah. Now, I will say, when I played this, of course, we're emulating this stuff. I did. I'm assuming you put it on there. I downloaded a uh, a, a jacked-up version that allowed you to redefine the keyboard. Because mm. apparently you could not do that in the original. Uh, so uh, no, That's not true at all. Oh, really? That's what I read. Oh, oh no, I'm sorry. I... I just use you didn't just plug in your Kempston style joystick. I don't have a Kempston style joystick. I thought that you made a USB to nine pin adapter. You talk about it every time. Right, we but bring I always play Spectrum games with the keyboard. This I is why that. you don't enjoy many Spectrum games. No, what do you mean? What are you talking about? I enjoyed almost all of them. Mm. I'll kill you. Anyway, so there's a hack out there to let you redefine the keys, if that's your, which I did, and it and it worked fine. Uh, but uh, I guess originally it didn't. Uh, but this does uh, support the Kempston the whole nine yards. Now, get this. The original pr- a price of this, according to World of Spectrum, £5.50. That's pretty cheap yeah, for this is. game. Yeah, I was surprised, is. man. I was real surprised. And of course, this has been in compilations at the Wazoo and republished. You know, it's a popular game. Um, 
apparently this also came out on the on the BBC Micro, uh, and I, so at least that one. And there may have been a few other ports. I can't imagine it looked nearly as good on the Micro. Well, I mean, who who could say? So this game is large, and the premise of it is you've got an overhead view, and your task with going out with your character and gathering up the three sections of this key. Mm -hmm. uh, the key... It's the is, AGC, or the, the ACG key. The ACG key. Now, do you know why it's called that? No. Uh, boat? I'll, Please I'll, enlighten me. Well, ACG is an acronym for Ultimate Play the Game's trading name, which was Ashby Computers and Graphics. Boy, I want some ACG, ASG stuff. ACG. <laughs> You want a key, is what you're saying. I want, I want one of those keys. That's a weird choice, don't you think? I mean, that's kind of goofy, I thought. Yeah, I, mean, I would have used a cool guy name. Yeah, for, like know. the Key of Doom or that's something right. like that. That's yeah. you know, right. That, that, you know, hey, listen, whatever, whatever toot your horn. So this is an overhead game. You pick your hero, and you go into it. It almost, when you play it, it almost has almost like a vectory feel. Oh, yeah, it? 100%. Uh, I was thinking to myself, could you do this on the Vectrix in some capacity? I think you may be able to. If it was color, you definitely uh, could. Well, I mean, you'd have to redraw some of the solid right. things, but you could definitely do it. It'd so, be a major havoc type affair. So you get to pick from three different characters, Boat. Mm -hmm. All right. And now, do you know what the difference is of the characters? Yes, okay. because I played all of them. Okay, go tell people because I okay. do too. So the, the first up, you got the knight, right? You got the knight. Okay. That's right. So the knight, what he does is he's got an axe that kind of that kind of bounces around a little bit. Yeah. Uh, you've got the wizard. Right. And the wizard's weapon is uh, I can't remember what the wizard's weapon. He's got is. this kind of a spell thing. Just like yeah, you know, just like a that puff around. Yeah. And finally, you've got the surf, and the surf has got the, the the boomerang dagger. This thing is bouncing off the walls like nobody's business. But that, there's another difference too. They can use different secret paths. Oh yeah. So the 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 knight can go through. Let me see if I remember this. The knight can go through mirrors. The wizard can go through. No, the knight can go through clocks. Ah, we're just you watching cheated. Right there. <laughs> the wizard can go through mirrors, and the surf can go through beer barrels. Because, man, I, as a surf, I can go through tons of beer barrels. It's odd that a surf got stuck in here. It is weird. That's what we, what you, that, you know, get rangers don't get no love or clerics. or. That's but, what they say. And there you go. So, anyway, as you look at this overhead view, you've got to go through this uh, this uh, maze and, and gather up these key elements, among other things. Now... I, when I first started playing this game, because I went into this with no knowledge. I mean, I, I, I never researched until after I play it. And so I thought, okay, we're going to roll around here and get this key, and then we'll go to level two. I was thinking more like an arcade-style game. This is not that. This game, you need to get out the old graph paper boat and map this thing. And it's a straight-up mappable gimmick. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because it's all square squares. Did, and so did you do that at all? No, I went to this thing called the Internet. And I found a map of the of the Uber world. See, I didn't know if it was even the same every time. Yeah, it is. Because I, I actually drew it out somewhat as best I could. Mm. And uh which was kind of fun. That's the way you would have played it back in the day before there was a, an internet to look stuff up on. Get this boat. This thing has over a hundred rooms. It's a massive, and massive five place. Floors. Yeah. That's what got me, was trying to keep track of all the floors. It is crazy. Uh so that in itself, think about it. This is another one of these games that has like 8 million rooms, mm -hmm. which is crazy. Now, when you go to these rooms, they're not just empty rooms like Berserk or something. I mean, there's crap going on. You've got stuff on the walls. You've got uh, 
locked doors, unlocked doors, tables, crap on the floor, and then you've got monsters that'll kind of whiz into view. They yeah. just sort of fizzle in the air. You see where they're going to land, and then they just come out. But even beyond that, uh, you've got decorations. Yeah. You've got you've got like bear skin rugs or wolf skin rugs on the floor. You've got uh, portraits of aliens. <laughs> you've got light fixtures. I mean. One of the things that I've discovered is that I love any game that you're you're sort of uh, scampering about a large mansion, which is basically what this <laughs> is. Yeah, yeah. So you got the Adams families like this. Luigi's Mansion is one of my favorite games of all time. So um, this this I loved this game. I loved it. One thing that I couldn't escape was thinking to myself, it would be awesome if someone would have remade Castle Wolfenstein with this engine. This mm -hmm. would be perfect for that. Yeah, you know, it's got the right view. Mm -hmm. You know, stick in some octones in there, and you're in. Now, as you move around, of course, like I said, there's monsters in, in the game that will come after you. Most monsters you can just shoot and kill. But there are some monsters that are not that simple. It requires special uh, gimmicks to take out. So you've got, uh, and I saw, I think I saw all these guys. You've got a Frankenstein. Yeah. You've got sort of a hunchback and a mummy. And there's also a, a vampire. Right. And, and these guys, you can just shoot the crap and they didn't hurt them. They just right. come after you. Uh, but there are special gimmicks that can take them down. Right. Uh, like, so, go ahead. What you have to do is you have to find the right gimmick and have it in your possession to uh, to get the, the the monster to get out of your way. So, for example, if you have the cross, then uh, Dracula will flee before its presence, and you can get in the room. Right. Uh, each each monster has a corresponding uh, thing. Is the Frankenstein? Is that the wrench? Yeah, the the spanner, as yeah. they call it in the instructions. Uh, and so. Um, the um, what this game does is it it the the floors the rooms are the same every time, the uh, monster um, deterrents are in the same place every time, but the keys are randomly generated. So there's a there's a sense of the procedural, but there's also a sense of the known, which is a good it's a good mix because I don't think this game would be possible to beat. Uh, with the with the way it's constructed, if the if the floors were procedurally generated, I don't think the Spectrum with 48K could handle something like that either. Not um, with that many rooms, that'd probably be pretty tough. Yeah, and, then and so you know, the, this is a it's it's a great compromise between randomness and things that you know. Now, all that said, uh, you would think this game is not super hard, but it, I had I did not beat it. I'll tell you that no. right now. Uh, it's tough. Even and, if you know what the... I mean, the map is so big, yeah. it's not like you can just pop that up on a secondary monitor and go off it. And it's I wasn't just, sure how the pits worked with mapping. And I, when you fall in one of those, I'd be burned. So you, can you tell me you that? You just go to the floor below. Is that how... Well, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't know yeah. how far you flew. And, and, if you, pits, and, and when you see a carpet, that means there's a, there's a trap door right above you. Oh, okay. I didn't even know that. That's mm -hmm. good. Um, <clears throat> the game has an awesome look to it, though. Yeah, the this is this is quintessential Spectrum graphics, just all pastels, colorful out the wazoo. I like the vectory makeup of mm -hmm. it. Again, this reminded me of something I would have put on, a, in a, on like in a vector. I mean, you could place on a vector monitor and you'd be like, "Yep, that's it." It looks very co like color vectory, a la your Tempest yeah. or uh, Major Havoc, mm -hmm. and that's a good thing. Uh, the, sometimes the old less is more. That's what this is. The bad guys are sort of uh, generic. I mean, you've got like witches and pumpkins well, they, I mean, and they, bats. They're and generic, but at least there's a lot of different kinds are, of them. There are. Plus, you've got the kind of boss characters right. in there, um, and you know it's just. But I mean, that's the long story. That's what it is now. 
one thing you can do in this is pick stuff up and you have an inventory. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's so, the inventory in the system just reminds me of gods in a way. You can have like three things. Dizzy is like this too. Yeah, and you have to like you can't have more than three things. You have to drop some stuff sometimes. It's one of those games where you can take and find a room where you can just stick everything and come back if you have to. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's lots of locked doors that you need keys for. The color, it's all color code. Right. It's real simple to understand. And it's one, it's it's a it's a balancing act because you want to keep keys on you so you can discover different rooms. But if you if you find that one of the big ASC keys, you want to have that with you. And so you're constantly saying, well, do I need this or do I need this? And like you said, finding a room, sort of a safe house room where you can drop stuff, is probably a good idea. Yeah. Now on the right of the screen, there is an inventory. There's a big scroll basically. It even says scroll on, as I recall. Yeah, it does. And it, you have a list of what you've got, your time, your score, and you've got a turkey. Yep. A big, which as all is is all good games. Your health is represented by a piece of poultry. It's a turkey that slowly just turns to bone. <laughs> now this I assume is meant to mean how much your food you've got left, and I guess you're eating yeah. as you go. Right. It works. Yeah, it's fine. I mean, it's it's not the only game that's like this. I it think. isn't. I think there's another game where there's a piece of chicken that's slowly rotting away on you. <laughs> that's, I thought that was weird. When like thing, that episode of Roseanne? Uh, you know what I'm talking about? No. Where they're just slowly eating away at the chicken while they're they're talking? No, I, I don't watch that show. I'll be honest with you. No, I'm not you're a missing out. John I, I, Goodman? I like him. He's an up-and-coming comic. Um, the, I will say, when I first loaded this up and saw the turkey, I just stared like, what in God's name is that? Now, this is one of those games where like, if you kill everything in the room... You can't just stand there because other crap's yeah, coming. Like yeah. there is infinite, infinite spawn is a thing. It never stops, does it, boat? It's nonstop action, Jackson. Um, what do you think? You want to, you want to comment on the sound? I'm going to see if you're going to use this usual line. Uh, yeah, what you would come to expect on <laughs> yeah. the spectrum. Now, I mean, it's not grating in the way that um, you know Manic Miner is because it doesn't try to be a, a song. Yeah. Um, I didn't immediately turn it off. Yeah, uh, I, 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 that's, that's probably the highest praise that I can give it. Let me, let me. T- I'll just say this: when I, when I was playing this game, I was playing it on my laptop, and every and I was hitting the button so frantically that I would make the thing beep. You know, like mm-hmm. we overload the keyboard buffer. That's and how I, you know you're doing awesome. And I, it went on for hours before I realized that that wasn't part of the song. <laughs> that was the keyboard buffer overload. Wow. I was going bananas trying to play this game. I mean, it is a not. And I'd like to have this with the arcade controls because that'd be a lot. You, this would be a great game to have the arcade. I controls. used I used the monster stick right there, and it Ooh, was fantastic. Stick. Now, yeah. explain. You want to try to explain how the weapon fires? I mean, it's well, it fires depending on which guy you use. It fires differently. So the my favorite is the surf because the surf weapon will bounce off the walls diagonally, and you can just let fly and cover the whole room with that. Yeah, I didn't even know there was a difference between the way the weapons flew because I've seen them all go kind of crazy. Yeah, there, there's. It was, it took me a while to get to the point where I could safely know which way the weapon was going to go. Yeah, there's a definite difference in the. the I, I think the surf is the best character to use in this game, Barney. Really, the yeah. surf, eh? Okay, well, I, okay, I'll buy it. I mean, I, I used all of them with equal success. Mm. You know what I mean? Now, Using the keyboard, I don't. I understand why you had it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so this game was very popular, Boat. I, I, I know you're. I know you're stunned by that. Um, the uh, World of Spectrum folk, and this had more votes like, than anything we ever looked at, gave this an 8.38. Mm-hmm. Uh, CVG gave it 9 out of 10, and Crash gave it at 92%. Eurogamer gave it an 8 out of 10. Uh, it's mentioned in a lot of lists, you know. 
Um, first of all, it was highly praised for its graphics. I mean, people loved loved the graphics on this thing, and, and you can imagine in '83, this would probably blow your mind. I oh mean, yeah, it was incredible. Again, you have to keep put yourself. It's easy for me because I'm old, but you got to put yourself, but sort of in that mindset, and you're like, it's quite remarkable, uh, to, to be honest with you. Uh, and people were p- praising uh, U- uh, Ultimate's uh, ability to put this thing out and have it run so well. So in 91... I'll tell you one thing oh. about this game that we should mention. Yeah, if you've never played this game before, which if you're listening to this podcast, I can't believe that you haven't played this before. But just in case, yeah. this is another example of Spectrum games that just run at an extremely smooth, fast clip. Yeah. I mean, this is not your Castle Wolfenstein plodding along. This is This thing is hot, hot action. Yeah. Um, and and, and, to, and to coincide with that comment, uh, in '91, uh, this uh, this game was ranked the 79, 79th best Spectrum game by Yours Sinclair. That's, I'm surprised it's that yeah, low. That's isn't crazy. It? I can't believe there's 78 uh, games that are better. Retro than Gamer Magazine gave, voted this the eighth best game of all time. That's their, more like their it. Their readers did. <laughs> that's crazy. That is pretty crazy. Uh, so, <laughs> and that, that wow. <laughs> Uh, <coughs> this was Ulti- This was Ultimate's third consecutive number one game on the sales charts. The highly coveted, highly praised sales charts. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first two. You want to try to guess which ones they did that were the first two? It's Probably. Really, um, well, it's, it's, it's real it, easy. Um, well, Night Lore. No. Horse Go Ski. It was a series. A Tick Basement? No, you give up. Mm. It's the two Jetman games. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, I forgot Jetpack was... We knew, was, uh, we knew yeah. those were super-duper super, super yeah. Duper popular. Yeah, Jetpack was a 16K. Yeah, I didn't yeah. realize Lunar Jetman was a 16K game. Yeah, well, there you go. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> the game highly praised. You got any reviews for this one, bud? Yeah, Graham Vebke says, I played this on the Rare Replay on Xbox One. Attic Attack is a top-down perspective, randomly generated, kind of, castle in which you are trapped and you need to find three pieces of a key to escape. There are a number of items to find to open doors to kill repel enemies, so they help you attempt to escape. It's quite playable, but does take a while to get used to the controls and the top-down view, and the tombstones when you die are a nice touch, yeah, which can also help you navigate when you try again. Yeah, it's a very Dark Souls-ish sort of thing. It didn't help me any. You know, we didn't. We mentioned that the Stamper boys worked on this. We did. Tidbit. Yeah, the, the oh, brothers. Oh yeah, you know? that's right. The so, brothers Stamp. So get this now. You know, we we've obviously heard of them from the Jet games, uh, and they, of course, they, as you said, they were one of the big, better and bigger things. But when they made this game, they were coming out of a. Uh, uh, they were had worked in the arcade area, which I did, I'm going to look up and see what they did in the arcade machine type stuff they did. Apparently. They did arcade game work. What did you do? I don't know. I didn't, oh, I didn't okay. look. Uh, but they, they something I thought was interesting is when they were working on this game, uh, it, it was in super duper secrecy, right? Because mm. this is one of those games. So, Computer and Video Games Magazine noted that during the development of this, the staff would work in separate teams to ensure quality control. One team would work on the graphics, and the other team would oversee gameplay or sound. And that the brothers worked seven days a week. With no almost no sleep, uh, to and, and that's all they did was develop games for like how long is that going to go before you get burnt out? Hmm. And then, but, so it worked. I'll give them credit. You know, and they, this was the golden era of having two like two people like those like the Oliver twins. You know, you had all these titans of relation. Yeah, you got that right. right. Um, I eBay had a look at this on eBay. So get this boat. This doesn't happen that often. I, you can get this game in the case. 
Some people are getting cute, but seven bucks, you should better find it. Some dude on so there. So it's selling for about as much as it went for originally. Yeah, some dude on here has one of these things sealed in mint condition, never open, still in the original plastic. He's only asking 125 bucks. Hmm. Interesting. That sounds like a steal to me, boat. Yeah, well, steals are in the eye of the beholder. Get on a boat. Um, I do want to thank our uh, fine, fine uh, Patreon supporters. If you like the show and would like to uh, help us out, you can go over to patreon.com slash our Sinclair. Just like these guys did. Laurent Giroux, Gary Heather, Eric Nelson, Harbo Knot, Graham Vebke, Frodo NL, Tapes from the Crypt, Pixels at Dawn, Chris Folds, Paul Bossman Harrington, and Christopher Hassall. I also want to thank the fine folks in the chat with us right now. We are taped the show around 5.30 every Friday night. Uh, Picard 2005, Lee starred Dario Rulin. Got some new faces here. Duncan Styles, uh, Pixels at Dawn, Barkbit, Graham Vebke, Free Lunch, Amiga Bong, Sam Wise. Uh, thank you guys so much for hanging out with us. Like it's Dario, always a party in the Dario's chat. Dario's a cool name. Yeah, it is, If man. you ever watch Lucha Underground, the, the guy that runs it's named Dario Cueto. Ooh. He's awesome. He's an awesome guy. But you know, before we throw this one down, uh-huh. you'll like this one, then I'm guessing. I right? like this one a lot. We both give this one high praise, right? Absolutely. I mean, 79th, my butt. This should be much higher than these I Pantheon. can't believe the 79th best Spectrum game. Show me those 78 games. And the thing is, uh, it's highly playable. Mm-hmm. I mean, and it's not, I mean, but you're going to be, the only downside of it is you're going to be mapping. It's a weird, it's sort of a weird amalgamation because it's arcade. Well, what it is, is, is it take the original adventure for the Atari 2600. Okay. Which I, I don't like. I had a whole bunch of action. Yeah. Pretty it up. Yeah. And that's that's there you have it. I guess my question how, did you I tried mapping this. Do you know how hard it is to map in this game? Well, it's hard to map when you're not used to mapping. No, it's hard to map when there's stuff continuously coming at you. Thank God there's a pause button. Yeah. So which I use frequently. Well, I mean, I tried I got some graph paper out and I was trying to map you're, something. You're kidding me. And, uh, not this. And not this. But it was it was it was hard. I used to do it all the time with especially text adventure games. I'd yeah. map stuff out and man, those days are beyond me now. Yeah. Now I go straight to the Google. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It uh, I, it's funny in the past two months I've had to map a bunch of times, including a text game, that text game I did where it was the world was blowing up World mm-hmm. War Three. I couldn't get around in that thing for crap, so I had to get out my gimmick. I should do what you do and just look on the net and find some other goof that did it. Find the one that there came before. Yeah. All right, guys. Next week we're going to take a look at the sequel to one of our favorite games, Chaos. We're going to take a look at Lords of Chaos. I've already informed Luke that we're going to be playing the heck of this. Me and Luke just played Chaos just yesterday. Wow. Oh yeah, we played all the time. That's love, awesome. And we play the the new one and on the phone. We play all three. So I'm looking forward to this. When I told him that Chaos had a sequel, he was excited. I didn't tell him the sequel came out 40 years ago or whatever. <laughs> but yeah. All right, guys. Well, it's going to be a party. We'll see you next Friday. Until then, rewind tape. And press play.